sometimes he goes all Dark Lord. That that was truthful. That, no, he doesn't know me. Because he talked about your rogue alt that you want to do bad things on. Oh, no, See, he didn't. Did. I missed that part. Did he really? He did. He mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. He has watched so, my stuff. So, me. yeah. See, the, the truth is coming out, my friend. Um, and that's why I'm saying embrace it. Just embrace the narrative. I mean... Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Morgan. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Everybody, welcome back. You're Ash and Harold. Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back. Everybody's conspiring. More on that real soon. Cult leader, Armored Cell. Praise Steven. This was so fucking good. And the always bloodthirsty back on the show again. Killer murder bunny, Faisal. And that's how it's going to stairs. What's up, everyone? <laughs> what up, y'all? So- <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you lean into your, your role, my friend. Just That's what I'm saying. You just have to you lean into your role. Just go all in, man. Go all in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I embrace my role, unlike yes. someone. <laughs> to clarify, he's talking about Faisal's role. Just a moment. I feel like I need to change the uh, aesthetics of the room for just a moment here. All right. So before we dig in, I got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all of the supporters here on Twitch and over on YouTube. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Speaking of this week, you want to do us a solid? You do? Oh, well, that's really nice of you. Why don't you go check out our pinned post over at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. And if you haven't, check out the podcast places. You'll notice that all the links are right there. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, give us a review. Leave us five stars. Leave us a comment. And if you do... We'll read that here on the show. We are uh, today going to be talking about those honored few. It's a little bright in here. Hold on. It's just, uh, I feel like I need to, it's a little much. Hearing the flesh on the back it's, of your head here with, with yeah, kinda, in the background. Kind of, ooh, that's a little <laughs> blue. It's blue, baba. Okay. We have got some fun discussions coming up in the next several weeks. As we've been doing recently, uh, we are going to, have some focused conversations coming up in the next several weeks as it is currently today. Happy Easter. Those of you who celebrate April 9th, we've got the 16th and the 23rd that I expect will be the next two shows before we likely have the 28th developer live stream. Just going to kind of speculate my own fear, my own theory here. Uh, I do believe that will be the, be the likely one um, for April since there's only the 29th and 30th is on a Sunday. So, uh, yeah, but we're going to be talking about the Q&A. I was on that along with Chibi Bree and uh, Richie. Um, we joined Stephen on Friday at uh, 1 p.m. Central, uh, 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific, and uh, was it 2 p.m. Eastern? So if you if you didn't catch it, um, you can go check it over on their VOD on Twitch. You can catch it uh, over on their YouTube. Those of you like who you know like a less uh, ad 
friendly, I guess an ad friendly experience, go over to their YouTube, probably going to get a better one there. Um, but we, we got our questions. Remember we, we put these together for a while before we, we went on the Q and a and I, and some people think that these were screened and they got to pick and choose our questions. That was not the case. In fact, we weren't told we couldn't ask anything. Those were just the best ones we came up with. We threw them on there. Um, I did get to sub in one of my questions because when Steven answered one about the, the specific question, which was around, uh, you know, the player choices and how they impact the canon and and other servers. He hit on the meta story, which was like a part two to that. So I got to sort of scrap that one out, did it on the fly. So if you ended up watching, you saw me sitting there typing and stuff. I was like hustling around to like get Margaret to add this and move things around, structure it the way I needed it to be so that, you know, for the overlay during their Twitch stream, it was like solid and then the place it needed to be. So really, really was a good experience on the fly. And first time I've actually been on the ashes channel to do that. And, um, it was a good time. And I'm going to share one of those good times. If you didn't catch it live here, I'm also going to talk about a couple community, um, creators or, or places out there. I'm going to, I got some things to say to y'all. I don't know how it's going to be taken, but I got some things to say to y'all. All right. But before we do me ranting about those community people, uh, I do got to say, I want to know y'all, you guys are on the round table here. How did, how did it vibe for you? What have you been up to since last time? Did it, did it, did it resonate? Did it hit you in the good? Some of the stuff you wanted, we're going to break all that down on our main talking points. Do you generally feel pretty happy about it or where do you guys stand? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say I generally feel pretty happy about it. There was one kind of, feels bad we'll talk about that uh, yeah. a little later in the podcast i don't necessarily let the cat out of the bag now but um i think overall it was good there was a lot of energy i just like the one thing i just felt for steven man that poor guy oh, he God. could be on his deathbed and he'd be like oh it's <laughs> q a day let me just hook my stuff up and let me get there so you know shout out to steven for kind of doing that yeah. but i hopefully he gets some rest and recuperates and you know, just man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. I did add a content. Uh, I'm going to say this real quick since Armored Cell posted it in there. I added a content sharing channel to discord. It's for the active members in the community who are using the discord it means you don't just join so you can post and spam your shit in there. You're actually like engaging in conversations because then it's more relevant. Right. And so he actually posted a clip Armored Cell just did in discord so if you feel like referring to it before we get to that point i encourage you to go check it out it's a tangent of creation clip and it'll give you a bit of a perspective on what i'm about to like address but uh, <laughs> armored cell Faisal, what were your thoughts um to, I, I said this before and i'll say it again this this q a what i got more enjoyment out of the Q and A than I did out of the live stream, the dev oh. live stream, which is saying a lot because I got so much law and information out of the Q and A. It looks great. Yeah, but you, Faisal. For me, at least, I enjoyed them because it was all rounded. So they talked about story, they talked about backend, yeah. they talked about uh, what's it called, um, how servers are going to interact yeah. with one another in terms of how. They think in the future uh, expansions. Um, so I've enjoyed it as a whole. Um, I was I was kind of expecting Stephen to drop some leaks. 
but he didn't that much. He didn't do it that much. <laughs> he did it. I feel like he might have a little bit with the lore because I I had a feeling if I hit him with specific lore questions that were were open ended that he might say some things because the past month, Faisal, if you weren't here, you weren't you didn't watch him. We've really like specifically before the last actual dev stream, we really focused on the Tower of Carfin and blood magic and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so I was, we really got to talking about like the realms and the planes of existence and the soul as a conduit. And so I was like, I've got to get some questions in there about this, but I got to make it so that maybe he'll kind of go on a tangent and get and spread some details that he wouldn't otherwise. (laughs) And I feel like it worked. I hope you all felt honored by it. I feel like it worked. We'll talk about it in a bit. Um, yeah. What what I'm saying is basically it's not the usual. You know when Stephen goes on a tangent, he goes oh, on. It a wasn't tangent. like I'm <laughs> ranting and just leaking the shit out. Yeah. yeah. You know what though, Faisal? Do you know what was happening? So, so, so for for perspective, for those of you that don't know this, you couldn't hear it, but we could. Margaret was in the call, and we could hear Margaret, and she was there, and she was listening, and she was able to actually. You're probably immediately going. She totally kept him in line the whole time, huh? No, she didn't. She actually <laughs> didn't talk at all, but she was present, just saying. Which is probably Her why presence yeah, is so enough. she was she was vocally <laughs> doing this. <laughs> yeah, it was just, her her like her her presence was enough. But but let's let's share this. So there's a clip. Um, I did did I share it in our chat earlier? Yes, I did. I shared it. So gentlemen, if you haven't listened to it, it's the clip right there from the dev stream. I'm gonna share it live. Um, I think her presence is what evoked him to catch himself and do what he did here. But I've got perspective on this. Let me just play it really quick. I call it sim cracked, but I'll let you all take from it what you will. Okay. And so that's been a lot of the reasoning behind why modern MMOs go more towards the realm of everyone's a winner. You get a trophy and you get a trophy. Doesn't this trophy feel great? big hoopla and rewards and now oh, the screen is shaking and shining and you've killed a trash monster. Now the whole world is jumping up in joy for you. You know, like that is how I feel every time I jump into a new MMO. And to be honest, it sucks ass. Excuse me. Um, it sucks, right? It is, it is a, it is a bad experience. Oh my gosh. We have set ourselves to, uh, uh, <laughs> Margaret's going to kill me. Okay, regardless, it is a trash experience. It does not feel good to be a winner every time, no matter what you do. That sucks. Um, it feels good to lose sometimes. It is the duality of that experience that makes the feel-good moments actually feel good. <laughs> so, <laughs> some more, I'm so sorry. Um so anyways that's a little bit of a throwback to why that uh i get sometimes i get a little bit uh a little bit um animated (laughs) i apologize if there's any uh anybody who's not accustomed to that language but regardless um that is that is one of the reasons why i think modern mmos moved away Uh, look I, I do have some things to share, okay? And I told this to Steven after we got done. I was doing good, right? I, I felt like I was hiding it, so it wasn't so much. 
But Steven, he can be a, he can enjoy some laughs too. And and I, he totally saw that I was over there losing it. And I was hoping he would just ignore it and go with it. But he had to call me out. And this is the thing you ought to understand about me. I was trying to keep it as professional as possible and not laugh and not be interrupting. Luckily, it was muted. I had myself muted, so it didn't get worse. It probably would have if I had been able to, if you had been able to hear me. But I just covered my face. Usually I'm good, but if you'll learn this about me, people, if if I start laughing and it's it's getting me, if I find it really hilarious, I will try to stop myself from going overboard and going to the point of tears. But it's totally possible if it is sort of fueled. And what he did was he fueled that, which is why I, I kind of lost it. I got tears in my eye. It was a good time. It was a good laugh. But I told him at the end, I was like, Stephen, I would have been fine if you hadn't called me out. But he called me out laughing, and I was like, oh, I can't work under these conditions. So I'm just like, <laughs> luckily I was muted. It was a good time. Um, you just gave up. At the end. I gave up. I was like, look, I'm muted. They're not going to hear me. Let it I got to let it out. I was laughing so hard when he said that. I'm like, he is so right, though. It's he like, was. Yeah. It's like because it resonated. That's why yeah. it was so funny. I think that's yeah. what I said after, too. I was like, I mean, I only laughing because you agree or I agree with you. And I think a lot of people do. I, I actually complain about this a lot with games, don't I? Like, get on the hamster wheel. Like, this, like, yeah entitlement of like oh you you're you've done so good here let's make you feel special so like you're constantly feeling like the chosen one and everything's a fantastic journey and ooh 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 look at you you're so great and grand and you're like it's a fucking trash mob like who you know yeah exactly takes the epic out of epic when it's when it's everywhere all the time but anyway yeah. uh next topic before we dig into the actual discussions around the Q&A. One, NARC over on YouTube. The following day, I got to I got I got hit up by I think Armored Cell, who or someone I can't remember, or maybe it was actually it was maybe Arthas as well. But they were like, oh, check out the NARC video. And I think I got a timestamp and I went and watched it. And um <laughs> he, he does not, he doesn't uh he doesn't fail to deliver, does he? Um First of all, Nark, thanks for, I mean, who, he said everyone's favorite streamer. I was like, wow, well, thanks. I appreciate the vote of confidence. But then he did something very specific. He chose to, to focus on something very specific. It's I'm aware that now that I've seen him, that he's also a bald brother from another mother. And uh, he, he did a very interesting thing where he, focused in at some point when he was continuing on with the information really great bite-sized summary he did i think it's like 17 minutes long and he breaks it down like real quick but he decided to as he as he kind of talked about me and where you could find me he zoomed in on me gave special attention to my head my bald head and added an extra shine right i haven't i haven't commented yet i've contemplated it but I just wanted to tell him if he ever sees this, it's all genuine Persian oil, baby. Right. You can't, you can't replicate that, but I appreciate it. But I appreciate the love homie and, and much love to you too. Also to, um, is it, J is it Jamie chaos and Annie lace? Is that right? Over at the tangents of creation. Um, 
who was it that hit me? Oh, this one was definitely Armored Cell. That was that, yeah, that was, was funny. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that, I was dying when I heard, saw that clip. Okay, we let me have. I'm gonna point something out. So to to Jamie, yeah, I'm talking to you, good sir. To to say that I ninja looted your question, I consider that highly disrespectful, and I'm gonna tell you why. That question came from Armored Cell. The same person who clipped your video and sent it to me watches you, got that question probably from you. So technically, blame him. I didn't yoink oh. anything. That sounds like a conspiracy. There ain't no tinfoil ad needed for this. He went, grabbed a question, right? Planted it so that I could actually go and, and talk about it and bring it up on there just so I could get framed. There is. Sim. Yes. Sim. But- what? Let's get be let's let's be real. Be real First of all, me, I proved that you ninja looted. Second <laughs> of, of course all, you would, dude. <laughs> se- second I of all, loot, I'm not confirming I did. Okay, go you on. ninja looted it from Armored Cell. No, and he he, he mm-hmm. took it from him. So it's like a double steal. I didn't. I didn't ninja loot it. In fact, no, that was there like was gentlemen. something in tr- truthful that that Jamie did say. He said sometimes he goes all Dark Lord. That that was truthful. No, he doesn't know me. Because he talked about your rogue alt that you want to do bad things on. Oh no, See, he didn't. Did. I missed that part. Did he really? He did. He mm-hmm. did. Oh mm-hmm. shit, he has watched so, my stuff. So me. yeah. See, the the truth is coming out, my friend, um, and that's why I'm saying embrace it. Just embrace the narrative. I mean, embrace the narrative. Jamie, I appreciate that you've watched enough of content to like, because I'm with him, right? Sometimes you just don't have time to watch everybody's stuff because it's. I'm, I'm with you on that. I would have hoped that you would have, I don't know, man. I think it's partner Annie. I feel like she was trying to do me a little bit of a solid, but I don't think that it made much of a difference because he was intent on. Uh, she, she was like, I'm, I'm out of this. I'm, I'm staying out of this. <laughs> it was a good time. Though. It was a good time. Keep it on the up and up, bullshit, that's for dude. sure. Yeah, respect. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but to make that reference to, well played, friend. But, but. But it's not accurate, you see, because it's a conspiracy. Armored Cell was given the opportunity to provide a question and chose to take it to set me up so that you'd think that that's why I did, when in fact I did not. I opened it up to the community here, and this was what one person in the community contributed. That isn't accurate, right? To the rogue discussion, that's a whole different conversation we're not going to talk about here. All right. Oh, so, I, I do see you in chat saying take the fall. Okay, I'll take the fall for it. Sorry. <laughs> take the fall for it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the cultist has fallen on the sword for the Dark Lord here. I don't know. Wait, hold on. That doesn't mean that's what that is, okay? It's not what, that doesn't mean that's what that is. Just because you frame he, it that fact, way. Guys, he's having chat telling you to take the fall for it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I have to. Uh, yeah, it's my fault. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, it is. It's my fault. It's a I damn feel conspiracy. like this is a Dracula Redfield situation here right now. <laughs> 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 oh, try, oh god okay can we move on let's just move on to the topics okay but i just want to clear the air okay i'm not what people think i am but keep talking that shit it makes me famous right i don't know no <laughs> is that gonna be positive somehow all right let's move it on gentlemen uh discussions biggest topics for you from the q a Let's dig in. What what was the big thing for you off of the Q&A? The thing that really, like, you felt like was the most delivering bit of information that you could have got 
no particular order. I mean, there was there was actually one piece that they talked about um, with regards to magic that I really liked from a lore perspective. Um, you know, specifically, like one the question about blood magic because I think we talked about that one offline. That like blood magic was considered like illegal, right? And practicing it, it this made me it made me feel like potentially this might be something players only get to do like in short, like I could, the way I think about it is like when you're doing like some of those story quests and say like that blizzard game, right. You, you get temporary powers. <laughs> sorry. Where you I'm can wield. Almost, I have a little bit in my mouth there. I'm sorry. Can you not be uh, so gross? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. I just I have to <laughs> use some frame of reference here. Okay. Okay. Even continue. though it I'm makes good. me feel a little dirty and I'm going to take a shower like later just to get the, the blizz yeah. off. But for right now, <laughs> it's irrelevant. Okay. okay. So, but it feels like it's going to be more of a temporary thing um, here. And, and I think there's good and bad to that. I mean, I would like to see a lot of different magical variety here. Um, for sure. And and I think that was good. And I like the idea that the more your soul or the more you use a certain school of magic, the more your soul attunes to it. So it kind of made me think like great lore explanation on how you spend skill points, because I would imagine that's what he's he's meaning behind the mm. scenes is that if I invest more in, say, I don't know, you know, frost magic, right? My soul is more attuned to that, so I'm going to be more adept at that kind of magic, right? And be more effective. So that was like, for me, is like being, I, I love like the magical aspect of any fantasy game more so than like melee. And even yeah. when I'm a melee character, I like having like a magical component. I thought that was really good. Um, so that would be like, I guess for me, like one of the highlights. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but I, I, do you want to like give the other guys kind of some their opinions too? Because I'd like to hear their mm -hmm. points of view too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll say it once and I'll say it again. If you want that good magic, if you want that good, good blood magic, that corruption, you want you want that. I do not want you to hit, talk shit about the ancients. I do not want you to hear <laughs> talk shit about the Tolna. Praise Stephen. Because not, not, not only did he tell us about the blood magic, he told us about corruption, and then he said chaos magic, something beyond corruption. Oh my! God. Are you kidding me? I thought corruption. I was wondering was why the shrine was a little shinier today. Is I that why it's illuminated in, the, in yeah. astral? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me! I am excited. You, you're kidding me. I thought corruption was what my end goal is. There's chaos magic. Oh my god, dude! When he said that, I was like, "What, homie? Hell yeah!" Mm-hmm. Chaos magic. Yes. If if, if I, I'm, I'm I'm I don't know what to do now. I, corruption was my whole thing. Now just now, and he even said like your soul now become like merges with the magic you're using. So yeah, how how are you gonna get corruption? Even you you're looking at um, Lamont and trying to save her for blood magic, but there's no corruption. The only way you can get corruption is by killing people, which I've been telling you I'm going to be doing, I'm going to tune my soul of corruption, and then I'm going to get that corruption magic. I'm telling you right now, that's how you do it. So, join cause, kill innocent people, become corruption, just help me. Come on, let's do this, let's do this. 
Yeah, and it's I, like a whole new level to armored cell now. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. Dude. I think somebody just leveled up in the Dark Lord scale here. Dude, when I when I heard him answer that, I was like, oh, armored cell is gonna love this. You have no idea. You have no <laughs> You're idea. nerding oh, so yeah. hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Millions of cultists, you know, screamed in glee and were not silenced at that no. point. Yeah. Yeah, you did you like the answer he gave about the Tolnar? That's exactly what I thought was Dude, the case. Yeah, so that confirmed it. Yes, so I was like, yes, yes, yeah. Because that question was gonna. I, so armored cell. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, right? Because I feel like we're on the same page with this. It, I have. I personally have speculated, and I know armored cell was on the, on with this one too. Like, I I have a hard time believing that the everyone's gone and the ancients are here and the Tolnar are doing all right. Somehow I, I still believe that somehow maybe they're either subjugated, they're praising, not all, but it may be some for sure. Right. It, when Steven said like they would view us as like the problem, like the cause that is a hundred percent, the narrative that the ancients would want you to have, or the others would want you to have, right. You did, they did this. It's, it's not the ancients, the originally created, right. People of the world. It's not them. That's the problem. It's these new ones that are there after we got sent away. Like they're the ones that shouldn't be here. They're part of the problem because the gods that maintain their dominion, not, as opposed to the ones that got sent to the void, along with the ancients, like they're the ones that are the problem in their eyes, right? Depending on your perspective, who's the bad guy? And I think yeah. that that perspective is important, right? Whether or not, like you could all be with me and wanting to view the ancients and like the others as the bad guys, right? Which I'm there. That's my perspective currently. But I think it makes the game far more interesting from a narrative perspective if that's open to interpretation, because like when you think about uh, that Blizzard game, World of Warcraft, for example, right? When you think about World of Warcraft and you think about the Alliance and the Horde, I'm using this as a frame of reference or in, a, in the case of a lot of games, right? Like uh, even if you go look at ESO with like the Ebonar Pact, the Daggerfall Covenant, uh, Aldermary Dominion, like that situation, it's all a matter of perspective. Like the bad guys are based on the perspective of the faction or the alliance that you're in, right? Like, depending on how you look at the Horde and the Alliance in World of Warcraft, like, the Horde are like, yo, dude, we came here hoping y'all would be good to us, but you're, you fucking are trying to uh, treat us like shit. You're trying to hurt us. You're trying to make life bad. Yeah, some of us that came I over mean, here. Hold on. No, I no, mean. no, no, no. <laughs> some, of the, some of the people that were in the Horde, absolutely. Gul'dan, all, you know what I mean? People that were aligned with that were bad. But look at Thrall, right? Look at Thrall. Thrall's not like a... I wouldn't view Thrall as like someone who on the Horde is like an evil character at all. But the same but can like, be said about the Alliance. You look at it from the different viewing glass and... As a player, you can have the perspective that one's the bad guy versus the other, and that can be completely interchangeable. Obviously, Faisal. Obviously, <laughs> Faisal's a freaking Alliance fanboy. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm not. I'm not this or that. I'm just stating the obvious. He's over there. You like take weapons of mass murder and you kill people and you do stuff and you expect them to welcome them with open arms. Uh, I mean, hey. I kill people and nobody does anything for the opposite side to be welcoming. <laughs> You're talking not IRL though, right, homie? You're talking like in-game kill murder. Oh, right? yeah, in-game. It's important Definitely to... Game. You just got to say, right? It's important to... 
<laughs> make that clear. I ain't a serial killer on the podcast, right? Uh, what did you what did you think, Faisal? What was like some of the things for you that were big? Because I agree with you. I felt like it was well-rounded and um, mm-hmm. thought that the questions complemented the topic um, well. There was cool new information like having bodies of water in the underrun. Like that's like yeah, it opened up true. an entire set of new questions for me. W- will that be connected to the uh, above realm so people can take ships in between mm-hmm. those bodies of water, do trade? Uh, Underwhelm water content. Um, it just opened a whole new thing. Um, I thought that was interesting. The whole chaos magic was was. Uh, it made my brain fart for a couple of seconds. <laughs> Your brain farts? What? <laughs> How's that work? Uh, uh, I, I just know. couldn't. I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't understand <laughs> or like. <laughs> compile things together at the time. Oh god. <laughs> um it was good to see like oh Daedalus, what's that? You're muted, huh? Uh, you you're muted, homie. Yeah, you're muted. Muted. Oh my bad. Um I just <laughs> traffic. Oh he was talking about wrapping his mind around the concept, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Not um, any other type of, you know, mental flagellation. How does one mentally flagellate, huh? Let's not get into that here. It's a topic for another show or time. You know what? Another thing was really cool was the clarification clarification of cosmetics. That that was that was nice. I tried a lot of a lot of people had uh, yeah lots of questions questions about that. Yeah, Yeah, I I feel like that was one that's been on our agenda for like, I don't know, like a year, probably. And we've been like probably longer than that. But in terms of like feeling like there were questions that we've, you know, in chat here on videos, like discussions, podcasts, it's one of the ones that we continue to come back. Like I've always said, like from my perspective, like if I go on there and I'm like just as a consumer, okay. It seems like it would be good for business for people to know like that. Here's what this goes to. Because if someone doesn't know what it goes to and they see it, it could be like, well, maybe I want to get that. But if I don't know what it goes to, I'm not going to pull the trigger because I don't want to roll the dice and just risk getting something I wouldn't use. But on yeah. the, you know, but on the other hand, there are there people that just buy them all. Sure. Are there people that just are against them? Sure. I, but you know, as a, as a, as a person that is interested, I am like, I, I mean, I've passed on some because I didn't know what they would go to. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. So he did give us clarification. I shot my best shot on that one. Um, but you know, I, it would have been cool to kind of maybe know a little bit more detail, but I feel like he gave us an answer. It definitely, it, it yeah. definitely zooms it or it zeroes us in closer. But at the end of the day, I thought it was good to hear um, what we kind of saw from the last developer live stream, which is in that one, Steven owned the fact that, you know, he made some missteps in terms of like the development and the testing and all that along the way. Uh, definitely. <laughs> there's going to be like bumps yeah. on the road, you sure. know, like, uh, in terms of, like, I think if if Steven had a different chance or a second try for cosmetics, he wouldn't push out or at least make them a monthly thing or at least mm. not at the very beginning. Like, later down the line, he would start pumping it later. I don't know. 
Yeah, well, I, don't know. Know. I honestly don't think he would backpedal that decision. That's no, guaranteed revenue, or at least not guaranteed, but that's consistent <laughs> revenue each month that he's uh, getting. Definitely. I'm not talking about the revenue. I'm just saying, like, yeah. maybe he went Out. for a different approach of showing the cosmetics. Maybe. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, like, one thing he did, like, I guess we did get some clarification, but I do, I I am in agreement in his approach to say not putting out anything definitive now. I mean, we're in alpha, right? They want to yeah. test how that's going to work. Yeah. And I do like the fact, and it, honestly, it made sense to me. Like, I, I buy the cosmetics on a regular basis because I like them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not as wrapped around the axle on where they go. I just like like the art and I like supporting the game. Um, it's not for everyone, as Steven said, but yeah. I do feel it's important that the clarification he did give to say not everything is going to go on every building, which to me makes sense. Sure. And as you look at some of the cosmetics, you're like, yeah, this is not going to go. I don't know if we had a stable, for example, or something for animal husbandry, you're not going to put something that looks like a forge on it. I mean, I think yeah. that's that's very clear to me sense. and it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sensible. But I, I do feel like he did need to make, I think, some of his decisions where I feel like he's, at least my speculation is that he misstepped, was when he started really talking about features and dates and being, ex- like, very yeah. specific and making commitments. Right. Um, early on. And I think that's something he learned over time. Right. Just as, like, anyone that's in, like, a project job. Oh, definitely. You're never going to anticipate what's going to go wrong. Even when everything's going right at that moment, something will happen to push you out. And you'll have to do something to mitigate that, or you have to accept it and say, okay, we're going to go live a month later. And I think that was something he had to learn over time, especially when you're in something like, he talked a little bit about the team's methodology. He's talked about it before, but he talked about agile methodology. That's something that's highly iterative. So you're going to get some feedback in the middle of whatever you're doing, and that could change things and push things out. So it's a hell of a lot more fluid than a standard project. And I think he's learned that over time. uh, And that's why he's less, he's volunteering less information about the timings. I did feel like when he started talking about the milestones that you could still do more there. And that's when I felt like, mm, you know, you can still yeah. say, hey, these are the things right. we're targeting. And then mm-hmm. if something gets pushed out, you're saying, hey, we didn't do it in this sprint because this came up. Yeah, that's what I was you hoping to get. You still kind of do that, you know? Yeah. yeah, that was one of the questions. Like, so my specific questions were, for the people who, didn't, who don't know, uh, the ones that I, I mean, there were some that were specific, but the one around the soul as a construct and the, the planes and all that. Um, another one was the cosmetics. Another one was the combat and the and and the combat approach to the game and then the and then that one right with the milestones those were four of my real big ones that i wanted to make sure i got in there because it kept saying milestones and i hope that when he would elaborate on that that maybe there would be like yeah we can maybe you know 
outline what those are, but like I had said in my question, without giving dates or promises, like I completely understand and wouldn't expect that, right? But I still think, and I still want to advocate for this here, and I didn't bring it up again there because like, look, we were limited on time. I was trying to be respectful of the time, right? Could I have countered and he probably would have gone down that road if I wanted to? Sure, they wouldn't have stopped me, but I'm not going to waste a lot of time just on one question and just sit here and bounce back and forth and burn like 20 minutes when there's three of us, we got 10 questions, we're hoping to get them through and you just want to get as much information as you can. Right. So, um, you know, if it's like, why didn't people bat hit back on this? It's not that we were told we couldn't, we all probably could have, but I think we were all probably, and I'm not assuming this about anybody else, but I can speak for myself. Um, I was trying to focus on getting as many of the questions out as possible. And he gave us just enough time to do that. He's like, we have just enough time for questions. And in our ear, Margaret was like, I think we got just enough for one more round. That's how many are left anyway. So when he said that we finished the current cycle and we started the next one and we got them all out just in time. Right. And I agree. I, I would have liked to have had a better answer on the milestones. Um, Agile development is a thing, right? This isn't like some weird terminology that Steven's just making up so that people feel like it's ambiguous. Do some research no, no. on game development. This is like a yeah. real thing. It's a very fluid approach to game development. Uh, a lot of people and developers that are utilizing, especially Unreal Engine 5 right now, are, are utilizing it because it is uh, very well paired with that approach to development that is extremely concrete. Um, it allows, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it's a real thing. Like, even if you yep. just look at corporate America, I mean, in my job, I'm, yep. I deal with agile projects. It's like, there's a couple of methods. I mean, there's more, but there's a couple right. of methods. One is waterfall where you've got specific things in specific phases, and then it just kind of builds. Right. But then agile is like, you've got, okay, here's our goals for this bucket of time. Mm -hmm but we're going to get feedback in between and we might change it and our scope might for each what they call sprint will change depending on what feedback you get or how things progress or don't progress. So it is something that's better for game development, in my opinion, because it allows you to incorporate feedback and make the product ultimately better and more aligned to mm. what you expect. And depending on like, you know, what he talked a little bit about like the, whether or not he would change the game depending on feedback. And that was a really great answer, but he was still open to getting feedback so that some of the yeah. maybe more detailed things might shift based on feedback, but the ultimate vision stays true. Mm -hmm. And that was something I know we've talked about, but it was still good to keep hearing that, that he still has a clear vision and he wants to execute that vision and if it's not for everyone, that's okay. And that's music to my ears to hear that. Yeah. But, but it's also a respectful thing, right? Like you don't want to constantly like back and forth on the same question and yeah, take of course. time because like, you're not the only like the only uh, person there. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Not a one -on -one stream. Yeah, so, and, like, I, and I feel like to a degree too. Like I mean, I don't know. Tell me if you feel this way, uh, Armored Self, like even you gentlemen, but the Armored Self said this and. To a certain degree, like we gotta remember, like it's his, it's his fucking game. Like, you know what I mean? It's like if you wanna, you can't. There's too many people that are trying to tell and triple what they need to be doing right now. Okay, I can understand a certain level of accountability, but on some level, you gotta have respect. If if you have a belief that things should be going a specific way, maybe make your own game. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to critique and like to tear them down and do all. And you you can call me a fucking white knight if you want to, right? I, sorry, I just believe respect is kind of an important thing from one human to another, uh, and it's not my game. I'm not here to dictate things. Sure, there should be accountability. Sure, you should say some things, bring things up. But on a certain point, if you just com- completely like go back and forth and argue with the person, like this is their game, right? And they're not lying to people, you know, at least not that I'm aware of. Like on some level, like maybe chill the fuck out, go play some other games for all or something. I don't know. People Sometimes people get way, so far invested and obsessed on certain things that I feel like rationale like that rational thought process kind of goes out the window and they get so hyper-focused that like, yeah, it just gets kind of ridiculous. You're like, this is like now really unhealthy. So, some things I might not like, but in, in, sure. game, at the end of the day, like the game's going to be what, what Steven wants. Like if he wants the certain, like certain mechanics, certain things in the game, like for example, when people were saying like they want a PBE server, that, that, that doesn't work. Like yeah, that won't work. The main, the main focus of the game that that doesn't work. So why would he do it? He's not making a PVE game. Yeah, yeah. In some cases, in some cases, I do agree with you, Sim. Yes, um, there yeah. are people that are extremely stubborn in a sense that you're unable to change or have an argument with them, and they sure. should be looking elsewhere. But some people are extremely passionate about a certain idea. Sure. I've, at least in my lifetime, I've, I've seen it happen, even in Absolutely. my own project. Um, I've discovered what it means to have good communication skills. Yeah. Um, some people mean extremely well, but the way that they talk is usually very aggressive and they don't rely the right message <laughs> and people can interpret it in a very different way yeah, our um, communication styles and, yeah yeah and i think that uh, could be a problem uh, that sure. a lot of people face at least when it comes to a passionate project uh and people are extremely heavily invested um if they're invested in that idea sure so yeah, that's yeah, but... also just like another scenario. It could be like the oh, two sides yeah. of the coin. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think to a degree, most people that are critical or frustrated, like even I've been in the past, it comes from a place of passion. Um, yeah. But there's also a, a component of individuals that believe that their way is the only way things should kind of be going, and yeah. think that intrepid should be adapting to that because me, I say so i i have yeah. the best answer the best thought the best and only in case scenario on what and, is or isn't and that's that's over the line to me like that's not a diplomatic yeah. you know that's that's called gamers entitlement yeah <laughs> <laughs> and hence why at the, why at the end of the day though like steven didn't like what was happening in the genre and he went and made his own game mm. right and not everybody yeah. has the financial resources that steven does obviously Oh, yeah, but there's true. still tools out there like Unreal Engine that are free that allow you to make if you have the skill set that allow man. you to make you know make games uh, right single player games MMOs you name it right you can mm. you can still do that um, I think you're I mean I agree with the point right e- even if there was something in Ashes that I didn't like like 
I'm not a huge PvPer. I've never been a huge right. PvPer. That's the only thing that I have like a little bit of anxiety about with the game is just saying, hey, this is PvP is going to be really central to this. And as opposed to saying, okay, well, I want PvE only servers, which is something that's been suggested in the past, right? I'm saying, well, maybe I need to learn how to PvP so I can enjoy the other aspects of the game I'm really passionate about. And that's like, that's a choice that I'm making as a gamer, right? Other people might be saying, hey, you know what? This is not for me. But I agree with you. They shouldn't be like forcing the issue mm. if it's against the vision because you can't make a PvX game without PvP. You can't make it PvE only. PvE only, rather. Um, the yeah. game just wouldn't work, right? You wouldn't have that level of interaction and that meaningful conflict that you would need in order for the game to be something that has the same spirit that ashes of creation is is going for even if you don't want to like learn how to pvp you can still as i was saying like in a couple of streams back we're talking about like dudes do some ratty behavior right so like learn how to survive like yeah. maybe don't constantly farm in an area where the big guild is farming all the time and you're gonna get killed like think smarter don't work harder but like yeah mm -hmm. like work network work out how you get. yeah that's it right and I mean, you got to think too. An MMORPG is a this is a, a large scale multiplayer scenario, right? People are people, like players are the lifeblood of the game, and in this game especially. But I wanted to hit on something that Magisto AOC in chat had brought up. What were your thoughts on his Alpha Two content answer? That was the last question I got to squeeze in there. Um, and it wasn't like an extremely direct question, but it was, for me, it was a way to hopefully sort of fish to get him to, to give us maybe an idea about like what barriers might exist currently, right? Mm. I mean, we already know that like, I, I, I'm going to say it's fair to assume based on all the information that's there that it's it seems quite safe to assume that content itself um, is a big part of it. Right. And I think that his answer on alpha two um, at the content answer, him saying that content's a big component to what isn't ready, why it's not ready yet. Why, what's the biggest hurdle for them to me, that just sort of was like reinforcing of my, my speculation already. I had a feeling that that was the case based on what we've been seeing and how we've been seeing it, the order we've been seeing it in, all those things tell me that it's not as much a systems as much as it is a content component. Um, and when I think content, I think also about things like maybe potentially visual effects, maybe the sound effects. And the reason I say that is if you think about that, one of the end of the year live streams, they talked about, they talked with the, it was actually December. They talked about all, to all the de different developers and they had some of them that were going out recording um, sound effects and things like that as, um, as perspective is like potentially like samples that could be utilized. And that to me is like an aspect or a layer of that content component. Um, yeah. Hearing that we're going to get such a big chunk to play out of alpha two anyway, what is it? The Western continent, right? If I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. is going to be yep yeah that's that's a hell of a lot of space to run around on for one um for for the alpha alpha two but i also kind of expected some level of uh i expected some level of 
uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, sort of, um, oh God, what's it called? Um, what I can't think of the word, some level of, of, of sort of like withholding that was going to exist. And I think he, he outlined that when he talked about, uh, narratively, there's a lot you're just not going to see, right. Because of that reason, um, the mortal coil discussion was a really big one for me. Did you all catch when he's, when he said about the planes and the realms, he said, what do you say? Multiple universes. I was like, and did anybody else <clears throat> armored sell this one, especially for you feel like when he talked about the people and their mortal coil, Right. Did anybody else feel like it almost sounded like the people are a big effing experiment? Or was that just me? Yeah, I felt like that. Well, a little. Like, yeah, because like, as we already mentioned, there's, there's generations at this point. So we don't even know if ancients are the oldest. It's, dude, that's a good point. Like, it, I felt like any f ideas of concreteness that we had went right out the window. Like uh, who I didn't feel that th I had any confidence anymore that the gods, the ancients, the others uh, are the first ones in any way. It's potentially like there's way more to this whole. I, yeah. I feel scenario. like the essence was the first thing, right? That's kind of how I felt like the yeah. essence was just was. And then it begot these other things. And I guess when he talked about the different universes, I almost thought servers, right? Because w the way I like the more and more he talks about like how each server has his canon and the different planes and so on, it just felt like we're part of a multiverse, right? And that's even how, honestly, like the vibe that I got when he talked about once the flagship launches, what other things he wants to do. And just had, heads up, Stephen, don't have Amazon touch this story. Just oh just, god, what would Bezos you say that for? You just say no. Thanks. Oh. I'll self, I'll self produce. I'll self produce. <laughs> Oh my God, dude. I'm feeling like all of a sudden, oh, and I apologize. This thing's all up in our business right now, <laughs> but I feel, I feel reality. like I feel a little dirty at the moment. Yeah. Let's give it, give it to God somebody else. Bless, give it to Netflix. Dude. Oh, even Netflix, Adam. Well, dude, anyway, didn't you, aren't you the one that said you need to wash off the blizz earlier? You're making me yeah, feel like okay, I, need I need to wash, to wash off, off the, the zone, God bless. I need to wash off the he, he has to, he he needs to be purified at this point. Yeah, I know. Seriously, <laughs> I, I, I need to like jump into like a, you know, what do you call it? Into an unquenchable fire at this point. <laughs> but it, it did like, ah, when he talked about universes, I thought servers really. And that's why how he's, you know, conceptualizing how each server has its own unique story because it's its own universe in and of itself. Um, and yeah. they're, they're going to evolve differently. So I, mm -hmm. and, and I do like the fact that he has these different stories and there's more stories to tell. So you might get like a TV show that talks about, or a movie that, that leads up to the fall of Vera. I kind of think of it almost like, Caprica versus Battlestar Galactica in, in the sense of you see the story before the story, like how things led up to the fall. I would love to see something like that. Um, 
and and as far as like your your question um or, or i guess your statement around the the essence and the planes and all that i really like his concept about the essence kind of like flowing through each of the different planes yeah. and depending on what type of like actions you took that strengthened your connection to the different planes yeah um, I like which that. makes me wonder like how that's going to work and travel between the planes as well i just it opened up a lot from a potential story thing and i think he might have hinted at this if i'm not mistaken correct me if i'm wrong but all this exploration about like other things might be just expansions and the fact yeah. that he talked about all these great ideas a team had they just throw into an expansion bucket which i like that they're already kind of thinking about that parking lot now and saying okay what's going to really work and get us in the best position for launch, but yeah. still give us something to head towards in expansion. Yes. Mm -hmm. See that that's that's re that's one of the reasons why I sort of suggested that question is because like people have been saying like, it's like scope creep and stuff, right? And it's like, hang on, let's actually see if what if there is actual scope creep. If there is extra features, what are they doing with it? That's why I sort of suggested that question. And he did exactly what I thought he might say is where Yes, there are other good ideas that we have. It's not like we haven't been thinking of new things, but we just can't put them in right now because it's, not, it's going to extend the time frame. But we can add it later in expansions, DLCs, etc. And it's like that's that's what I wanted to hear. And that anyone that's saying like there's scope, that, like every time they have add like some new mechanic to, well, not new mechanic, but add a mechanic to the game with like animal husbandry. And I was like, oh my god, this is this is too in depth. This is going to add so much time to development. And it's like, clearly that was already planned, and all these things that aren't planned, they're just chucking a bucket on the side. So that that's right. sort of, that's what I was trying to help Stephen there with the sort of like the scope creep uh, discussion. It was like, I don't think there is any scope creep. I just think this a lot of those mechanics are actually a lot more in depth than what we think it is. And that's why we're not, we're like, wow, we've never seen this before. This must be scope creep, where it's not. You know, one of the things that I think is important to, to keep in mind is it's easy to start kind of calling out scope creep if you believe or you have a, a very structured set of bullet points for everything that's on the agenda. Transparent development, yeah, we've got that to a degree, but you don't know what their development, as developers, what their goals are. So to for anybody that can can say that they're doing scope creep, it's like it's too you you I don't think that we can say that. It, it, is it possible some things could have been? Sure, but there's not ev evidence that supports that it has either, right? So that's a, that's a question from my perspective, that doesn't tie into ashes because based on what we know, they haven't, right? The the very foundational components that were outlined in the Kickstarter, for example, right? But when you look at, that's why I asked that question about combat. I was like, so, you know, are we like deviated way into more builder spender sort of mm -hmm. dynamic or whatever? And, it, it, you know, and less about the hybrid. And the answer was no about the hybrid, right? That's what was important to me. But he also hit on this thing and, we see a lot of things like for me, the action, the action components, like uh, tying in like active blocking. Some people might be like, well, they didn't talk about that in the beginning. So that's gotta be scope creep. I'm like, just cause they didn't talk about it. Doesn't mean that it is. They clearly stated 
They were going to be trying a lot of different things along the way to see what stuck. That's in line with what they've said from the very beginning. And also that's game development. Just saying it is. I mean, that's, that's agile. Let's, let's pick a bunch of things and see which one is the best tests, the best and people generally resonate with the most. Um, I think there's that. And I think I was actually thinking about this as you were talking too. it's like maybe another potential reason why they're not publishing more details on some of their milestones is they are. I mean, there was at one point Stephen mentioned, hey, we're doing some really like great things behind the scenes and we don't really want to let the cat out of the bag early because there's potential copycats out there, which is a concern I would imagine for him being like, again, an independent game studio and so on. Um, but still it's like, there's, there's gotta be something that they can like publish on a regular basis that doesn't cross that line. I I'm going to still like, you know, until we launch, I'm going to still be like, let's do, let's put some milestones out there. Even if there's no dates, right. We need to know like what's coming up. I mean, if you look at now, granted, you know, something like V rising did like say, okay, we're going to do this in may, but like just being able to see like a, developer blog or something that gives you that even if it's like once a quarter which i thought he i don't know whether where he was where he answered something around the creative director's letter that that's not going to be out anytime soon um and that was also like one of those things where it's like well that would have been the perfect vehicle to share information so again i'm just uh, i feel like there's still like some fluidity in terms of how they're thinking of like what's the best level of communication and they're yeah. focusing a little less on something structured which i'm not necessarily a fan of i mean i like the content that they have been sharing but i still feel like there's got to be a little more structure here yeah i agree um yeah yeah <laughs> P.S. And nice that, shirt, that, dude. I, I was going to say yeah, earlier. I know. I mean, don't I look so I don't even have that. Ashes Pathfinder shirt. I need to get that one, dude. I, I put it up there and <laughs> I keep forgetting. And I saw it on Dayless when we started. I was like, God damn, that does look good, doesn't it? It does. Uh, like, the I Harbinger. saw that. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I got a couple other ones that I like. I got off the store that I'm like, mm, yeah, that, I need to switch it up a little bit. I do. I do like my logo, but I, I right. do want to represent the show, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I try to wear the Ash Pathfinder, but this one's actually wearing down. It's just the. Yeah, that's that's honestly why I got this one in a different yeah. kind of style, because the other one wore down a bit. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this. Is, but I like the premium one. It, it feels good. Feels good to represent. And also. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm going ahead and sell that shirt, boy. You want to pitch that? <laughs> it's like it's great to represent, but also feel quite comfy. Consider it yourself if you'd like um still waiting for that cloak ah man i gotta figure that out i'm working on it man i got you know that i've got a list by the way like these are all the t-shirt ideas like there's one two three four of them four cards with different things on them i've got like i gotta make these damn shirts Right. Some are the LFM, some are the Ash Pathfinder, some are like my own thing, or even the, you know, KOTP community. I'm waiting on that one specifically for reasons because there's a specific tie in for KOTP with my own books. Right. So 
that's that gets to be like a double nice. or even a triple sort of thing. I know so. what I'm saving my money up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those who don't know, the book's written. I'm in the editing phase, and I'm aiming to get uh, book one of the Master's Core into the hands of Daedalus, uh, I think Armored Cell's uh, partner, and then uh, three other people, right? So they're going to be doing their, like, looking at it, and then I'm going to do some big cleanup and adjustments, but... Yeah, it's uh, we're getting there, man. We're getting there slowly but surely. Um, we are next week going to be 100% jumping in on the discussion around the avatars because there's a whole bunch that he talked about. He talked about material ethereal celestial planes. What? Celestial and ethereal. I'm, I'm getting this vibe that they're... And I don't know because... He was very careful about this. He gave us some goodies, but he didn't like concretely like solidify anything more than what we already know. But he gave us a lot to talk about. And next week, we are going to focus on that because this ties into like corruption, blood magic. Uh, we'll be piggybacking off things we talked about last month. The material, ethereal celestial planes, talking about the essence as it flows. There's a lot to talk about there. I was really excited about that. And then also, yeah, I'm with you on like the milestones. I mean, I popped that question because I was hoping to get more on it. I do agree. I think that when you understand what Steven said about the cosmetics, I know that maybe people were wanting more than this, but I feel like he gave a solid answer, right? Which is housing slot workshop slot. Like if we just go off of those two, you can, you can identify how some would apply to either. Some would only go to one. Some would only go to the other. For example, the big tree one with the home, that's probably going to be like, if you got like maybe a tavern or a house, and I have a feeling tavern and house might be like the the the, the housing one, right? And then I think the workshop's going to be like anything that has to do with crafting. And I, I, I bet, I don't know for sure, but it, it seems feasible. If one was to have a tavern, the workshop slot could be like your your cooking area, or you know where they where that all takes place, right? So you've got like your work station there to help you manage your materials so that you can put together the food that you serve in the tavern that people that are patrons can then come and, and get. Yeah, if, I, I, that, I if that's the case. Yeah. Do you think they'll make like prerequisite uh, building slots, like different options, like option A, option you B. You literally pulled that out of my head. There you go. I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> I was just thinking, I was thinking in order for this to work, they need to have like each building needs to be a standard grid. So your skin should apply to that standard grid. So you can't yeah. really externally do a lot to like change like the layout. It's got to be standard within you, you free reign, right? But outside, so that's how I think they're going to solve that issue. Because um, in, in in some senses as well, like you don't want your freehold or your house to have a blacksmithing station inside of it. Exactly it's my point. Either next to it or outside. Exactly my point. It makes so. sense, especially from like a modular design. So I think that's yeah. interesting, right? It makes sense that like, well, if I have a home there that don't have a tavern, I could have a cooking area, but I could also have like maybe one of the other areas instead. And, you know, depending on what I have, if I have the cosmetic skin for it, then I can apply it. 
But if maybe I'm not yeah. using that slot for said particular workstation, well, then maybe it's not going to apply and I'm not going to be able to use it, you know? And if anybody's like, oh, I'm upset because I got this thing and it won't fit on it, like everything on there. I'm like, well, I mean, common sense, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like dog on anybody, but if you look at it, it's a blacksmithing station or whatever, or a stable, I'm going probably not going to be my home home plot, probably going to be the, the workspace, right? That makes sense. Ah, but here's, here's the kicker. Yeah. Um, you're unable to own at least only one freehold, no? You can only have one. Yeah. Only one. Yeah. Yeah. That so is you can't really do what you're you're saying. With, well, yeah. I mean, unless if you have like a second character or a second account, that's a different story. That, my thought is here's here's one of the things I'm wondering on that, and you're you make a good point. Here's my here's where my curious uh, my my mind goes. I'm curious about this, right? So. You get one freehold per account. But what I wonder is if I'm on my alt, right? Can I apply? Okay. Like, is it going to be? Because this would be cool. And I think this is good. But maybe you can only have one per account. But maybe each character has a choice in customization for the freehold. Then that's unique to you. In terms of skins or in terms of? In general, I think like uniqueness to what you choose. Like maybe your account can have the freehold only, but maybe each character can determine what goes on the plots, like what you're choosing to do with it. How would that work for uh, a like when someone walks past your thing? Yeah, walks past your 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 house. Like uh, you, you log in as like an orc. Well, that's a good like point, though. Yeah, I didn't like, think about that. It's Damn, not, it's not fuck, man. Well, I don't, would, I don't think freeholds mm. are instanced. That's the thing. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's not instance. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's just gonna change on a whim on mm. you know, which character you're gonna log yeah, into. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think you have to specify like what you're doing. And again, if you're applying skins at that point, right, mm. you're determining the look and feel of it. Yeah. And my other question here also arises isn't skins also bound to one character? Uh I don't know. No, it's mm. account. It's account. Yeah, I thought it was account. You can only apply like I, if I remember correctly. Like if I have like a I don't know a character skin, right? Let's say yeah. the fire and ice skin, and I apply it to one character. I can't then go and apply that skin to the same character. That was what I remember again. Unless something's changed. Yeah, same. That's exactly what I remember true. as well. Yeah. But what if it also applies for freehold skins? So if I, I have one sense. character applies that skin to a freehold if my ca other character spawns in so that it will basically mm. erase that freehold skin no no it wouldn't it would it would because again if it's if your yeah. freehold is account wide then it shouldn't change anything no. Fair you, enough. you could yeah. you ha you essentially like think of it this way your account is your admin who you yeah. log into is immaterial because you'll all have admin rights to do whatever the heck you want with the account. And I think Steven mentioned something like by default, you're going to have access to your freehold and access to whatever shared storage you True. have. So mm -hmm. that shouldn't be a problem, right? Um, if you have like, I don't know, um, a partner in game, you would need to set permissions for that partner. And I would assume True, that yeah. partner, the that partnership would be also account-based as well. Meaning... Yeah. If you give them, I don't know, 
a certain level of access doesn't matter which character they log into they're going to have that access mm -hmm. right i think it'd be a little it would be a little complicated if you could only do it by character you'd have to do it by account you know yeah. I mean, but that opens really up a whole new thing about security and how that would work which that's probably something they're going to have to iron mm. out in testing but yeah if you're really wanting like different themed like freeholds if you do have an yeah. old you just put it, like you make it like if you have like a, a like a different account, just make them in the, in the same family, and then you can teleport to your other old account to a different freehold because yeah. each each account can have their own freehold. Yeah, that is an interesting point though, because it it's because to me it would be it certainly would be like more user friendly, and it would just be a better player experience if each character isn't stuck with it having to look a certain way. Because like if my character is like a blacksmith, but my alt alt is like, you know, a farmer or a cook or or whatever, or maybe I'm doing, you know, it would be really weird for me thematically on that alt to go to my freehold that's account wide and be stuck with it looking like my main who maybe is like, you know, maybe I got him rocking like a temple in a freaking um, blacksmithing area outside or something like that. And. I get on my alt and I jump in there and it's like, this doesn't fit his theme at all because, you know, from the outside perspective, it would be good. Maybe if there's like a general setting, like this is what people see. This is what you see on this character. And if people come visit you on this character, this is what they see. But how much work would it be to do that? I mean, have I seen games where that's the case? Sure. But I doubt that we're going to get something like that at launch. There's, there's, there's two scenarios here, right? Yeah. So you can either, there's, Either you want your own experience for the free old to be yeah. more immersive, or you want the from outside looking at your place look looking immersive. Like, do you want that constantly be like changing at a flick of a hat as you're walking past it, or would you rather it be solidified, or would you rather be like if you, as your freehold would you like to, as you're saying change depending on which character you have like on the theming. Like it's it's a weird balance because either way it's seems like it could break immersion if you're from the outside or the inside. Yeah, absolutely. Like both. Yeah, that would be. That's well, a, that's an interesting one. Uh -huh. Yeah, but at the curious. end of the day, that your I think your idea would work, Tim, if the freehold areas were instanced but they're not going to be there's mm. a limited amount i mean the only thing that i'm like feeling a little angst about with the freehold system is yeah. it's limited it just reminds me of that land grab scenario that we had when we were playing what arc age yes yeah yeah um with it was like okay if you really want a freehold you're okay. gonna have to be like first to market or in the top 15 or whatever however many freeholds there are yeah. Mm. And so in order for have like a, a different like look and feel for that freehold, you're going to need to have it to be instanced. Um, mm. Otherwise, I just I don't see how you could set up different layouts for different characters. Yeah. Um, and and I, I tend to agree that it is immersion breaking, um, but it isn't necessary. I'm like, God, I'm going to mention that game again, but like uh. in the wad expansion for the blizzard game <laughs> wide <right>? yeah <laughs> i mean i actually liked the like what they did granted there were some things that i didn't like but just being able to lay out and move different chess pieces around yeah. i mean you 
but you then that one you did have like a different one for each character but again it was instance so that's the only way i really see that working yeah true um is if they instance it i mean unless there's a way for you to once you claim a spot to have an instance for each character but regardless is like when there's a a node war or something you said none of your personal stuff will go away so potentially it could be a binary okay you either have the plot or you don't depending on what happens mm -hmm. to that section during the node siege maybe that's a way to do it but that gets into some complicated phasing stuff which i don't know that they're really going to sign up for especially not initially you know maybe later on if they build a foundation for it yeah yeah um so I've got our topic. So next week, I think we're going to be really digging in on this whole mortal coil discussion because the soul is a construct or or as a, um, not a construct, but as a, uh, help me out here. Ah, fuck. Words are hard today, apparently. Um, conduit. Mm. Soul is a conduit. The soul as a conduit is something I really want to talk about a little bit more because it gave us some feedback around that. The ethereal, celestial, and material. We've heard about material plane. We've heard about the void. So that's two right right there. And so you got ethereal and celestial. That's four. I think breaking down that conversation and talking about that a little bit more. And, you know, the avatars, we didn't even touch on that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he said yeah, some interesting like things was, around that. Yeah, it sounds like the was like the opposite end. We're like heaven so thinking, sort of thing. I'm getting that vibe too. I, I think celestial is literally like the space stuff. Maybe that's like planetary. You know, well, I was thinking more like um, or divine like, or heavenly. Yeah, the divine's like yeah. at the top of the river, and like the void is at the bottom of the river. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I think too. So if so, so ethereal to me would be that. That's why I think of like ethereal and celestial to me. I think is going to be somewhere in between all that. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. And planets would be on that spectrum, right? Um, yeah. So that's interesting. But it's also yeah. We but we got to like really look at his uh, his answers a bit more, and I need to look at that a, a bit more in detail as well. But I think that's going to be a good spot for us to park this today because we got two two uh, podcasts coming up before their next dev stream. So we've got one where we can talk about the mortal coil. I'd like to dig back in on that. We talked about the souls conduit in the previous month, but we really were orienting that more to like blood magic. And then I think talking about elemental design and like what they talked about in regard to like the tab action piece slash elements for magic. Cause that's a good one for talking about chaos magic and some of the things he mentioned because he hit on a few there and that's going to give us a little mm -hmm. bit more time to go and for me to curate specifically some of the exact things he said because he said specific points and i haven't had enough time to go through in the few days we've had since friday to actually cut into all that and chop it up and throw some pieces down for discussions i will now so that means between now and the next two shows we will absolutely so look for us to talk about that a lot more and that'll be all of our conversations as we lead up to their next dev stream at the end of the month. Cool. 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 Gentlemen, any final thoughts before we round this one up here? No, good discussion. Cool. All right. Well, let's go down the line. Let everybody shout out their domains and where you can find them when they're not on this podcast. Daedalus. 
You can find me on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Ashen Herald. And Armored Cell. And you can find me on uh, twitch.tv forward slash Armored Cell. Yes. And Faisal. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bagel108 and on Instagram. And I post it right now. There you go. On and- chat. <laughs> there you go. And, and I will, I wanted to say too, uh, was it last week I spun up? So uh, these two gentlemen, Daedalus and Armored Cell, uh, are both now on the team. I'm, I've had a team for Twitch for a long time. So if you're a creator of any size, right, I'm, I'm looking to give back and to pay it forward. Um, there's a lot of people that do content creation. Some people want to make it their job, make it like, you know, how they earn a living. Some people just do it for fun as a hobby, no matter what your goals are. Um, I've, I'm basically put together a team. I've got, I've had it for a while, but I'm actually investing in it now. So if you're curious about that, check the announcements channel out. The team Oros is now openly bringing new people in. Um, and if you're looking for someone who's got experience that can help you learn how to grow, I'm paying it forward to help people in a way that I unfortunately did not get the help that I could have used as I grew as a creator, but I'm definitely gonna be uh, doing that. So there you go. And friends, we're going to have a good episode next week and the next one after that too. So stay tuned, catch us next week. And remember that you don't have to be on the podcast to be an Ashes Pathfinder. It's quite literally every one of you that are here catching us when we're live that are, um, you know, joining us, watching on YouTube, listening to it on the podcast places. Remember um, your Pathfinder as well. So much love to all of you to Intrepid Studios and until next week, live your lives Walk in the light and have a great night. We'll catch you, catch you soon, friends. Good night. Bye for now. Take care, everybody. Bye. Have a good one.